what it's all about. Scout. It's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and welcome to another episode of Two Scout Geeks. And I'm here, just like always, with my buddy, John. How's it going, man? Ah, uh, pretty good. You, man? You do not sound like you're awake. <laughs> do I have no, you I'm up, still waking way, up way too early? I have you awake. All right. <laughs> no, I just was way too late. And then I got woken up uh, before my alarm even because uh, oh, well. there was a soda can and my dog knocked it over. Oh, no, that's got to be fun. You oh. jump out of bed and got to clean was, stuff up. Luckily, there was no electronics. So, <laughs> oh, we're yeah. Good. Yeah, that's that's always a bad day, man. When something like that gets ruined. What? But guess what? We are here. We're going to be talking about some fun books. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to be talking about, uh, you picked a really cool book, Welcome to Paradise. We're going to be talking about that one. Yeah. And I, I picked one. I was about to one. say, you picked a very good book. I picked a cool one, too, because I, uh, this artwork is amazing, and that's one of the reasons why it really drew me to this book. And we're going to be talking about Graveland as well. And then our very special guest is none other than Peter Gorl, the creator of Phantom Starkiller. Uh, and, and he's also the creator of uh, Bootleg, right? Yep. Killer, killer. What is it? It's and like, now, and now, co-creator for is it Tracker? Tracker. Yeah. So, uh, amazing, great stuff coming from this guy. Uh, so stay tuned. We're gonna have some really cool stuff to talk to him about, and all that good stuff coming out of uh, his uh, really awesome uh, company. And that all started with freaking Phantom Star Killer, man. Right. So uh, awesome, mm-hmm. dude. Let's let's uh, let's jump right into your book really quick, dude. Will you will you read us this log line that they have right here on scoutcomics.com? Yes. So this is Welcome to Paradise. Uh, we're doing issue one. It's the artist is AC Medina. Uh, or writer is AC Medina. Artist is Morgan Kendrick Sawyer. Welcome to Paradise is the good, the bad, and the ugly set in an underground bunker the size of California. Three centuries of the apocalypse after the apocalypse, filled with deadly drag races for sport, routine mass killings called the cl- cleanings, and where the common house is the size of a closet. Meet Manny, a fun-loving chop shop delivery boy on the run. And in possession of what may be humanity's last hope. The only problem is Manny's world is in a bunker the size of California, and just about everyone in it wants him dead. <laughs> this one was an actually fun read for me, man. Uh, uh, I I don't think I really get into a story like this, but I I had to get into it. I really liked the artwork. The artwork was funky but intriguing does that i don't know if that makes sense does that make sense no yeah no it makes sense because that's one of the the reason i picked this book because um like a a couple of the titles i i think we've said from scout this is one that's only had two issues so it's also one where it's like um you're like you get into it and you're like what what what, why did it stop because this was actually very good uh the art is like I think we've said before is we like some of the stuff from scout cause the art mm-hmm. is yeah. so varying. So like this one's got like almost like an anime as style, but also it's like blocky a, a, like and a, like 
blocky style. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, they got over-exaggerated bodies, you know what I mean? Like midsections are a little bit wider and, and legs are a little bit longer, but, but not in a really horrible way where it's like I've seen books where I'm like, uh, that's disproportionate and that doesn't look right. This was obviously over-exaggerated on purpose, and it fits and it looks awesome. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's really cool, man. The story was really good. Um, meeting the characters here, uh, understanding what uh, uh, th- is happening in the story, I'm all in. I like it. It, it feels like uh, something that I would never read because, you know, obviously I'm not a big, huge car guy and, and I'm not into the kind of like drag races and kind of things, but this is a lot of story that I can get into. Uh, what did you think? Yes. Um, I, I love the story. Like, it's just one of those fun stories. And like I said, the, the art style being where it's like blocky anime, I I love manga and anime. Uh-huh. So the thing for me also is like just the style, the drag racing, how everything, like, it's like an underground, like, uh, almost like, like dark, uh, almost like a Miami feel to it, where oh, it's like yeah. the, like, there's a lot of crime and stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. It just fits so well. And just, uh, it's just fun. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. cause, uh, the first issue is really fast paced too so oh, you yeah, got to keep up uh, with some of the writing and everything but it's uh it's one of those ones where like we've said sometimes uh writing or art is faster than the other and this one doesn't have that it's very like paced with itself so oh, yeah. like you can read along and uh, be able to keep up with the story yeah and, and uh, um, well, I, I always kind of say it's a little difficult to kind of when, when I see people drawing cars or car chases and things like that, I hear that it's from, from creators that those are the hardest things to do. And to tackle a book mm-hmm. where you where you have that, it, it, this actually felt like like these these vehicles were actually in motion. Um, yes. Like the way they had the kind of the, the blurry streams behind the vehicles and the dust-ups and things like that and the blurry lights. Like it really felt yeah. like these were in motion. It did not feel like it was one of those really bad car chase uh, uh, panels where they just didn't hit the mark. I think they did hit the mark here. So uh, uh, yeah, really I good. I, I, I liked it. Um, one thing I also like is that the writer of the book, uh, AC Medina, uh-huh. he's uh, at this point uh, hasn't done anything recent, but he's kind of a, a standard in uh, Scout now because uh, oh, yeah. he has Welcome to Paradise. He did Monarchs and he also did Elasticator. Oh, this so, does remind me of the Elasticator. A yeah, I haven't. Un- unfortunately, I have not read that one yet, but that is Neither definitely on the list. Well, we're going to be talking about that weird. soon then. Yeah, but it is one of those things where uh, it's uh, I've read uh, Monarchs and this one, and it's one of those books where it's definitely where it's like, all right, yeah, I'm in. This works. I like all of his stuff. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm all in on this one. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to see. I, I want him to come back to this one. Like so, the, 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 I like... will I will let you know something because I like to do a little research. Okay, Scout has not announced anything. Oh. Has not, but uh, on a couple of the websites I've been searching, there is cover art for an issue three, an issue really? four, and an issue five. Okay, um, and there wasn't uh, a couple of months ago, so that means somewhere it's popped up. Uh, some of the websites have grabbed it, and it's mm. just like okay. There's probably a few more issues coming. So, okay. All right. Then that means we will. Uh, I'm, uh, 
one of the websites I use called League of Comic or no, not League of Comic Geeks. Okay. Um, it has a to be released or uh, yeah, a to be released date uh, for issue three, four, and five. Interesting. I I, I think I'm gonna have to. You know, hear it from the horse's mouth. I might might have to re- right, uh, right. reach out to AC Medina and see if we can talk to them. Maybe get them on the show. Uh, get them on the show and and talk a little bit about this and see where they're going to go with this one. Uh, that's a little light bulb went off in my head there. So maybe you yes, guys I will like be hearing idea. something very soon. I don't know. I got to reach out. So um, yeah, man, uh, super excited uh, about this. If they do have some more com- books coming out, I'm going to read them. I'm all in. Uh, I suggest you guys go back and check these ones out. Uh, what are they? What are they ranging at right now in price on the website? Um, I believe they're both. They're they're yeah, cover they're price. still cover price. Still ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if you guys are interested in this book and you guys uh, like what we're talking about, head on over to soundcomments dot com and uh, check it out. Type in uh, "Welcome to Paradise." It's still cover price, so you can still grab them up. Um, yeah, man. You got anything else to talk about this one? Nope, that's about it. All right, let's let's talk about Graveland here a little bit. Um, <clears throat> before I get into the creators and the and the synapses here a little bit, I gotta tell you, uh, the, the most intriguing thing here with this book was the artwork. Uh, it, it pulled yes. me in. But the one thing that kind of had me uh, wondering a little bit, because the artwork's so good and it's so beautiful to look at, there is a a, a sense of, of, you're like, I don't know what's going on, only because the artwork is, is so, it's a different kind of take. And I don't know how to explain what the artwork looks like. It, it almost looks like it's painted watercolors almost. But there's a lot of different um, styles and and uh, tones to the the this story. I, I I just don't I can't explain it over the over the airwaves how this book looks. So well, I think that they would have to read it. Also, yeah. it's the artist is also the artist that is doing the recount. Yes, yes. So if you if you uh, and you know what, I've recently read the recount. Uh, you know, Jonathan Hedrick was uh, was real, really cool enough. Or no, he was not able to send me one. But I I'm on the scout list, so I got a a, a, a press copy from Scout. <laughs> I gotta tell you, recount is freaking awesome, dude. It's so good. Um, this one this one is a little bit more um more uh I don't know, maybe I I want to use the word dense. Uh, if that can if, to to uh explain the artwork is that a good enough word do you think john yeah because because there's a lot going on and i think that's a uh one of the things in this book is right away there's just a ton going on like there's a lot so let's let's get into the uh, art artists and and the and the synapses here really quick before we get too much further into talking about this book so you got writer massimo rossi and artist and cover artist gabriel ibarra Nunez. Uh so uh <laughs> dude great artist number one uh covers right. dope uh and this one is uh the San Andreas Fault finally has the big one uh but not from natural occurrences interesting from the depths of the fault uh something emerges something of a myth and legend that was mentioned in 
hushed tone by everyone ancient uh, by every ancient culture giants huge creatures from another time awakened from slumber and speaking to resume their conquest that has been delayed for a millennium to mount a counteroffensive the US government creates a creates superhumans with an experimental serum these four individuals may be the last chance for humanity as they are all uh, as they all stand between civilization and the giants uh dude I, I know i stumbled all over those words but because i'm so excited about this book um i got to tell you this is probably one of the ones that i want to continue to read um a really really good one the, like i said the artwork is so phenomenal but it is a little dense where there was mm-hmm. some moments where where I I had to go back and look at it. I'm like, what is this? Especially when the creatures emerge and the first time that you actually catch a glimpse of this creature, I couldn't really make out what the heck it was until it was all up in your face. And mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa. And, and, and then I did notice that the, that cause they do mention giants here. I'm, I did notice the, uh, the, 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 how huge these things were and they're creepy looking and they're absolutely nuts. Um, but this book is so great, action-packed from the very beginning. Artwork's amazing. The story's like on point. There were mm-hmm. some points here in the story where there was a lot of word bubbles in the page on a panel. Um, you know, I really don't like that too much sometimes, but it right. didn't. It did not get in the way of me liking this book. Uh, what about you, John? Uh, I love this book. Um, this was one of uh, the first trade paperbacks I got. So I've read the whole thing and it's definitely an amazing story um, to put uh, to put a few things in perspective to the, the story. Uh, I love that the artist is the one doing the recount mm-hmm. because they they have very similar pre- uh, premises towards uh, especially the more you get into Graveland. Yeah. Um, but also the, the writer, uh, this, this went back to what we talked about when we reviewed the, uh, fisheye, because it's the same writer Mm -hmm. is, uh, as people progress in what they do, they get, uh, uh, better at it. And Graveland is, uh, amazing story. Like it's so well-written. Um, it's, it's not everything you think it is from the first, uh, from the first, uh, issue. Yeah. And it only, uh, the story changes a bit but it only gets better. So this is like definitely one of my uh, favorite I've read from Scout. Yeah, and and uh, I think the artist is actually different from Fisheye then, right? I think so. Yes, yes, it is different. So, Because uh, the artist who's doing Graveland has uh, currently only done uh, Graveland and uh, um, The Recount, whereas Fisheye, I believe, is the same artist that's yeah. doing uh, Sweet Downfall that's coming out soon. Yeah, so you got... Uh, you got Mosmo Rossi and Stefano Cardicelli on Fisheye. Uh, you know, and, and we when we talked about Fisheye, I wasn't too much into the artwork. I think I think these these art styles, you know, that Stefano Cardicelli has and uh, and this uh, uh, other gentleman, it, 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 I think they have very similar styles, but I think I like this one on Graveland more. Yeah. Well, like I said with Fisheye, it's like um – uh, the color palette was bad, but also with uh, 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 Stefano, uh, the Cardinal. stories he has coming out, especially with Sweet Downfall, 
like fits his style way yeah. more where yeah. it's it, it the the world fits it um and only breathes more into i think the life of his work okay um whereas uh with uh the graveland artist uh-huh. it's uh gabriel he uh his style definitely fits more of like this uh military-esque yeah like yeah. story mm-hmm. like it just makes more sense that way yeah so it definitely when he does his art it uh it feels like it breathes more breath into that kind of uh story where it's uh-huh. like same if like he was probably doing fisheye it probably would have fit that story more because yeah. that seems to be what his art goes with yeah and, and uh you know if we're going to compare uh this one to to uh to the recount uh, I think uh, this one is a little bit more dense, and then the recount is kind of he he pulled back on that a little bit, if if yes. you, that makes sense there, and and it's still you can still see the same kind of style here, uh, but the 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 coloring aspect the the they pulled back on that a little bit, they um they they pulled back on the denseness if that that's the only word that I can kind of come up with and with with the style well, yeah because there's just it's there it's dense and there's just tons tons of imagery but it's not bad as like no it's not bad but it's uh it's that's why like it's uh it fits his his style fits both books but both books have different yeah different themes within them that make them uh their own world and so with graveland it's definitely there's you've got massive monsters so you have to have more of a massive scale yeah uh super interesting really really cool um yeah man i i i like i liked it a lot i am all in i'm probably gonna how many issues is here dude do you know off it's the top a your five head? issue story so i'm gonna go and grab all five issues uh the, so if you guys were to go grab issue one right now it's five bucks it's not cover price it's five bucks right now and they're getting a little bit so that so when we see scout books going up in price it's either because they're getting really popular or there may be something in the works i don't know this seems like one of those books that that would get optioned. Uh, so uh, get get out there and grab it up, man, because yes. it's not going to be at this price for very long at all. Nope. I don't think, especially with these guys doing uh, uh, this guy doing doing a uh, recount. Ah, his his stuff's just going to be flying off the shelves, man. That recount is yeah. going to be. You guys are going to love it. You guys can love it. I know. Um, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably talk about recount. We'll probably even have Jonathan Hedrick on the show, dude, very soon. So, um, man, uh, well, you got anything else for this book? No, I think that covers everything with it. Uh, definitely a book you need to check out and get into. All right, yeah. So uh, let's let's jump into a little bit of news. Do you have any news for us, John? Um, news wise, actually, there's a couple of things this week. Um, let me get some. I know. I know. Section. Number one, that that uh, Phantom Star Killer has sold out. The first printing is sold out and has gone into a second printing. Yes. Well, and it's uh, it's not just like uh, a lot of the issues where it's uh, the first first issue is sold out. The variants have sold out almost everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like we're at the point where they're if they could, they'd be making second prints of variants because they oh, are yeah. selling out of all of it. And and they they it's like the 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 one book that was that has sold most copies in all of Scout history, I think, right? Yes. It's, it, it, do you have that number off the top of your head? I know it was like 16. no, they haven't shared that number, but I think that was an easy one to say, just because this is also the book they've made the most variants to. 
Yeah. So the watch has like store variants, uh, in- exclusive variants, and all that are yeah. literally blowing off the shelves. I think it's easy to oh, say yeah. that that's that's well, an obvious like it's gone. I was talking to Brian Silverbacks the other day, and he blurted out a number. So if you guys want to know that number, head on over there and listen to the last uh, this week in Geek, and he tells us the number. It now I don't know. I have not backed up that number. I have not gone and and fact checked the number to see how much how much it actually was true. But I don't want to repeat that number uh, because I want to give you guys facts. Uh, but right. if you guys want to know a roundabout number of what uh, what Phantom Star Killer did, we do talk about it on that show. So um, head on over to the House of Indy and and, and listen to that there. But uh, and and maybe in the next couple of shows here, we'll we'll have that number for you guys. But dude, I, I know for a fact it's one of the biggest selling books out there because I've been seeing tons and tons of people like talk about buying this book and and how many variants are out there there's like so many crazy variants i've got two or three different variants of my own uh so uh and and they're flying and those things are jacking up in price man that that secret vhs variant is up to two hundred dollars uh people are selling it for but i've the highest that i've seen somebody buy it is uh, about eighty five to ninety dollars. So um, they are people are selling them for two hundred bucks, but nobody's buying them at that price. So uh, this one, these ones are high up there, man, um, and just super cool. And we got a glow in the dark variant, awesome. Oh yeah, it's an amazing. Have you have you read the Star- Phantom Star Killer? Uh, no, I haven't because oh. I have like four copies, but none of them are here yet. <laughs> <laughs> dude i know i got one of your copies here with me that we need to meet up and, yes, and pass yes, off I definitely need to get that one but dude i just read it right before the show oh man it's so freaking good and and i'm a little late to the party on reading it but uh, i had to read it because we were going to be talking about uh to uh peter goral here soon but oh man it's so good maybe i'll send you uh, uh my digital copy uh so anyway um so we actually have a lot more news to talk about let's talk about it so one stake officially hit the scout website. Yes. So announcing that it's coming out in January. Um, Ninja also um, with the variant from the original Kickstarter as the variant, you can get the Derek Chu cover um, the art being done by the same artist that's doing Jessime right now. Um, Francesca Fantini and lettered by Joel Rodriguez who's uh, Vlad Dracul, Phantom Star Killer, and Dust County Chronicles. But it's officially at the website. You've, they've got their own T-shirts up finally, stickers. Nice. You can get a uh, mask and everything. So officially stake hit. Um, but on top of that, the other big thing is coming from Freeform mm-hmm. uh, yeah. slash Disney, Hench Girl is officially coming to television. Yeah, that one was interesting. This was one of the first books that Scout did, right? Yeah, well, earlier book. I don't know if it was one of the first, but it was definitely one of the earliest. Yeah, Uh, really interesting. I'm I'm excited about this one. You guys, this one, you can't get this one on the Scout uh, uh, website. It's sold out. It's out of stock. Uh, You can't purchase it no more. So if people have it out there uh, on my key collectors, it's it's up in price right now. It's one of the ones where it's it's blowing up because it was a harder to get book because right before they announced this, there was a there was some trades that came out and there was a bunch of other stuff. But it's one of those things where it's like, um, 
need to get this now because it's uh, yeah. it's only going to go up as soon as it hits TV. It, it, it is it is hitting its and on uh, on the Key Collectors app. It is it is pretty high up there in price. I, I'm trying to pull it up. It it gave me an alert earlier, and uh and and told me, but I and I read it and I meant to write it down, but I didn't. My bad. But um, it, it's it's up there. So if you guys have one in your collection, hold on to it or get it graded and then flip it if you want to, or just have it in your collection. But it's it's it, the price is going up on it, so it's it's huge right now. What else do we have? Um, I think that's the most, I think that's all the news we got this week. Okay. Um, cause those two alone were huge news for them. Yeah. And I think yeah. they were kind of also taking a little breather after the release of Phantom Star Killer. Cause that's, that was such a huge, like task for them to not just get that book out, but all of the signings everyone's done. Yeah. Like, I feel like between like, uh, James Hayek and everyone who worked on that book, I feel like everyone's been around the entire United States while that book has been released for <laughs> signings and pushing the book interviews, everything. It's like I've, those guys probably been exhausted. So I think they let things slow down a bit for uh, uh, news and stuff, but understandably. Yeah. I, I saw that, uh, that there's a handful of books that w- from uh, black caravan, that were announced, uh, uh, they are teased. Uh, Providence, teased, yeah, because they've been announced, but it's yeah. it's not like official. Like, hey, it's coming. So, it was more like, yeah, it's it's part of us now. So uh, Joseph Smalky went to his Facebook and said, "Something wicked is coming soon." From your friends oh, at yes. Black Caravan Scout Comics, Providence of Madness. There's an ash can for that one. Yes, and uh, actually, they also showed the first cover. Yeah, on the Scout website, which is sick. Like it is one of the coolest covers I have ever seen. Uh, And like just how, if you go to the Scout Comics website, uh, not website, sorry, uh, Facebook page um, or Twitter and whatever uh, you use, they posted uh, "Providence of Madness" coming in March twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it is just sick. Like the cover for it alone, I'm sold. I want the book. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the ash can I've seen, I've seen that picture before, and it looks really cool. But the the cover for the actual book when it releases, it just it looks like terrifying. And I love it. <laughs> and then they also have from Black Caravan the Electric Black Cursed Edition Direct uh, Market Edition is out on the website, so you can buy that at at nine ninety nine right now. And if you click on that one, you can't buy this book. And you can't buy these ones, but if you go down to the bottom, you can see that Perhapanot's First Blood number one is there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you you click on that, and you can't purchase it because it says this page is hidden, and it is hidden. Uh, but that means it's coming out from Black Caravan very soon. Yeah, once they because, release uh, they it, they actually just it. also announced uh, the next month's uh, subscription box, and it is officially in the box. Oh, nice. So Perhapanot's nice. First Blood is coming out in the box. Um, it, it, they finally, when they announced this, they actually posted the pictures for all the covers coming out. Cause it was a little delayed for oh, wow. sub, but I think it's because it's so packed. You've got the final issue of Yasmin coming out. <clears throat> Atlantis wasn't built for Taurus yeah, concrete jungle issue three, the ash can for the map maker, which is one of the scoot titles that is coming out. Yeah. Uh, Frank at the farm, uh, at home on the farm issue one, uh, soul streams, ash can, and then Lawn Lost is a uh, coming uh, a star bastard uh, cover, <laughs> uh, and then the recount is getting the 
uh, in the uh, Scout subscription box is getting the uh, the Rich Woodall variant Ooh, cover. Wow, which is a fantastic yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, very very good. And also, uh, I think another thing we got to mention is the the Scout books are having their uh, style change. If oh, you've yeah? noticed, yeah, they now went from where it's more of like the old school style up in the corner. You got the little like tag on it. Yeah. To it's the header at the top where it yes. says Scout. And then like a little diamonds that uh, says the number of the issue. So how do you like the new, the new style, the new, the new uh, look of the books? I, I like it. I, I think that it was something that needed, not, not necessarily needed to happen, but uh-huh. since they kind of had an old school tag for all the books, yeah, it just kind of became similar to other books. Whereas the new one also moves the the name of the book the name of everybody who works on it and the yeah. number all together which before it was like uh, the names were at the bottom everything about it was at the top it just flows better it looks a little bit better you think so i'm i'm kind of torn on that i'm i'm kind of torn on the way it looks um it's i have not bought one where it has the new style yet yes that's um, the other thing so we don't officially know what the back of it looks like either so uh i'm really interested i saw that that ninja nun is going to look like that a handful of other ones are going to look like that i i think i prefer the old style because it just it's just clean maybe maybe what i'll start doing is probably buying virgin copies of everything <laughs> but but uh but I, I I don't know. I have to I have to look at. It. I have to have one in my hand, and look at it. And and I think it's one of those things where I have to get used to it because I'm used to having it like this. Now I got to get lo- yeah. used to what it looks like now. So yeah, I think I think it's just I think it was something they kind of tried to make themselves stand out a little bit more when you look at a yeah. shelf because their old style just looks like the old style. So it kind of didn't pop. Whereas this one pops at least where it it catches the eye to see something different. That I do agree with. It does, it does pop and it does catch your eye a little bit more. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm all, I'm in, I'm in, but, uh, We'll, we'll um, see how it goes. The, man. I, I, I oh, I almost forgot. Um, in the box also, so officially coming out next month is the long-awaited, at least for me, um, Assassin and Son issue one officially releases. Oh wow! Yeah, I which see. I've been waiting for this book. I'm so excited for this book. Um, I've yeah. been adamant about the story for Shad Gaspard, and uh, uh, like what it was, what his life like as a father should mean to everybody, but also that Mm -hmm. just the passion he had for this book. Like I've been waiting for this. I can't wait to get this in my hands. Yeah. And and along with those other titles that have a hidden uh, page down there, that one's there as well. So assassin son and just Chad Caspard uh, who unfortunately passed away this year, um, his story and just who he was and like, should be a Testament for people of just like, who to be, how to like live your life, especially yeah. as a father. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the, let's, let's also tell story of just the- let's tell everybody how he passed away. He passed away okay. saving his son, uh, you know, from mm-hmm. from the undertow, you know. So uh, so he yeah, jumped they were in caught after. in a riptide. Yeah, and so uh, the lifeguards actually got to him first, and he said, "No, go save my son." And this, so they did, which yeah. uh, of course um, they they weren't going to say no to that. They went and saved his son, but unfortunately within the time of saving his son and trying to get back to him, he was unfortunately washed down away. So they were unable to save him. Yeah. But it's a, a, just a fantastic story also of of, a man putting the priorities of 
you know, family and uh, the ones you love ahead of uh, your own life. Yeah, it's it's absolutely absolutely sad, but he he definitely died a hero. So, yes, uh, uh, I I suggest when you guys Um, when this one releases, head out there, grab this book, because it's it's going to be something awesome. I'm I'm probably gonna grab it up. It it's a really it should be a really good story. Yeah, and the the best part I love about this book is the journey. Like, I I hope they post it when the the book officially releases. But the journey that this story went from to where it started to where it's going to release with Scout yeah. is insane. Like this was like a ten year project for him. This uh-huh. was actually going to get developed as a movie first. But he ended up saying no to the company, who I won't throw out there, but uh, the company just because they were changing too much from the story and uh-huh. he wanted the story to be a certain way. So yeah, he walked yeah. away. Also, one of the one of the people who helped write it, Mark Capone, um, uh, was another wrestler who helped him write it also. So it's just got a fantastic story and everyone should check this out. It's it's great. Yeah, I suggest grabbing it up when it comes out and uh yeah it should be a really good story uh yeah man uh there's a lot of stuff coming out from scout and i'm excited to be a part of talking about this and 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 i gotta tell you like 95 percent of what i purchase from my books it comes from scout yep same (laughs) so like at this point it's like 90 percent scout and then just a random issue of some other title i get yeah yeah same here man uh, there's, there's a lot of good books out there right now, uh, especially in the on the indie side. Uh, but I'm I'm all in with this scout stuff right now. All right, man. We got any we got any other news to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and when when we come back from the break, we're gonna be talking with Peter Goral. Are you guys excited? Are you excited, John? I'm excited. All right, let's take that break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back from the break. And like I said before the break, we were going to come back with a, re- a really cool creator here. Uh, we have Peter Goral. How's it going, man? Good, dude. So, dude, uh, this is this is actually really cool because you are the creator of Phantom Star Killer, but it did not start out as a comic book, right? It started out with figures, and you have a really cool thing going on with that, man. So, so number one. I, I want to get into. We're going to get into the comic book here in a little bit, but I want to hear about the background, how this how this all started, man. Okay, cool. So the way the whole thing started back in 2012, I was getting ready for San Diego Comic Con to make an exclusive uh, handmade figure, which I've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years, mm-hmm. hand making figures under the name Killer Bootlegs. And um, I got the opportunity to make an exclusive for San Diego Comic-Con. And I kind of figured I wanted to go big or go home yeah. and make something cool that would stand out. And um, I just took kind of George Lucas's kind of recipe for how he created his universe by taking everything that was influential to him as a child, you know, and, uh, you know, Kurosawa films and Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon and, you know, Westerns and everything that he did and threw them in a blender and made Star Wars. I figured I would uh, do the same with the things that were influential to me, you know, Star Wars, Master of the Universe, uh, the Black Cauldron, um, comics, cartoons, all different types of things that I thought 
were influential to me and I just threw them all in a blender and pressed go and made something new out of it. And it was kind of an original character. And I made the figure and they sold out before I'd even gotten there. And, uh, uh, yeah, just kind of was like, uh, you know, I, at the time I didn't know that it was going to be something, but, um, super seven was releasing their reaction figure line Mm -hmm. that year with their re their aliens figures, the very Mm -hmm. first ones. And they were two booths away from where I was at DKE toys and Brian Flynn, the owner of super seven happened to walk by and see the phantom star killer figure that was just on display. And it caught his eye and he was like, wow, what's that? This is really cool. And started going on and on about how cool it was. And I just happened to be standing there yeah. I, and the guy who was running the booth was like, well, there, there's the guy who made it right there and pointed at me. And I, me and Brian Flynn just started having a conversation of, and talking and have been friends ever since. And that was in 2013. And in between 2013 and 2018, I just kept making different handmade versions of mm-hmm. Phantom Starkiller and different you know, I'd make a Mego figure, like an eight inch yeah. figure with soft good clothes, or I'd make a Keshi, like a muscle, mm-hmm. muscle man style figure, a real small figure. Yeah. Uh, or I'd introduce a new character into the same universe, which mm-hmm. was Draco Knuckle Duster and made a version of him, a three and three quarter inch handmade version. And I just kept building this universe and writing these kind of backstories that would just it, their only purpose at the time was to be on the back side of the card back and kind of give a little context to what, what it was. Yeah. And I started interweaving all these stories together for all these different toys I was making with no intention of ever making a comic or telling a bigger mm-hmm. story at the time. And then uh, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And in 2018, uh, super seven released the reaction figure version of phantom star killer. Nice. And uh, we've, sold like 10,000 figures of that at this point, just different colorways and different color variations and card back packaging designs and stuff. And um, my friend and co- longtime collaborator, Joe, Joe Schmelke mm-hmm. um, got the opportunity with black caravan to co-publish with some books and uh, or be the publisher of some books. And he approached me with the idea to do a star killer comic and me and him just started working on it kind of from there. That's awesome, man. It's, it's such a, such a cool looking character too. And, and, uh, and I, I, I just read the book, uh, a while ago and, and re- from reading it, I could definitely tell that there's a lot of, of, uh, like you said, you got masters of the universe, you got, uh, a, a, a star Wars feel. So, so are you a big, huge fan? Obviously you gotta be a big, huge fan of, of yeah. all those things, right. To, to want to make something like this, right. You know, who isn't <laughs> so, at this point and what hasn't it influenced in, in yeah. pop culture, you know? So that's awesome, man. Uh, super, super cool, dude. Uh, so what got you into this? Were, were you always like thinking I'm going to make some, I make some figures or, or do you have an artist art, art background or cause I know I, cause I've, cause I follow you and I know that you're always on the grind, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always been artistic in nature and always doing th- different artist art, artistic mediums and stuff. And, um, collecting figures has always been a part of my life. And 
I have a huge, massive toy collection. And as when I became a father 13 years ago, I, or before that, when my, uh, girlfriend at the time was pregnant, I kind of needed some kind of reason to stay home and, uh, you know, just wanted to find a hobby, something that would keep me at home and that I could keep, you know, occupied at home more and, and not, you know, wanting to go out and, and do stuff with friends and anything. So I, I started finding my art again and it just happened to action figures was the thing that I just started taking them apart and sculpting new ones and mashing them together to make like different characters and make my own things and just kind of self-taught myself how to make all the silicone molds, how to sculpt toys, how to do all the resin casting and mass production and packaging and everything. I just learned by myself and uh, I've always wanted to bring it to a, you know, higher and higher production Mm -hmm. type level to where it's, you know, almost in, 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 you can't tell if it's like made in a factory, if it's made, you know, and the stuff I'm making now at this point, all these years later is leaps and bounds better than you can get from a factory. You know, it's like. So, so how difficult is it to, to, to learn something like that, man? Because I've got, there's a handful of buddies who are like, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do some figures. I'm going to do some molds and, and all this stuff. And then, and then you start, you see it a little fizzle out a little bit. So you, it gives me this, this, this uh, idea that it's, that it can be difficult. Oh yeah. I mean, it's very hard to do it at like a high level and to be able to, to just do it, like to make one thing and to be like, look at, I made, and, uh, you know, that's not that hard if you're going to do that, you know, and focus all your time and learning how to do it and then focus on one piece, mm-hmm. but to make a bunch and then sell them and, and have them all be the same and all, and do it in a timely manner. And, you know, that I think is the challenge. And I got a lot of guys that becomes daunting. Cause it's like, yeah even with anything like comics, it'd be like, say, if you were doing a comic book, you draw it one time, but then if you were to make 50 hand-drawn versions of that same comic, do that. You know, I challenge anybody to do that, draw the same thing and paint it 50 times in a row and do it. I mean, it's, it, that's what becomes hard. And I think that's why like a lot of guys get into it and they, they kind of like lose the because they or they just keep making kind of like one of a kind mm-hmm. things for themselves, you yeah, know, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like everything, you know, yeah. I could do it blindfolded kind of in my sleep now, but I've, it's like that 10,000 hours thing. Like you become a master oh, at yeah. doing something, you know, it's like to watch uh Schmelke illustrate, you know, <laughs> some guys to do sequentials is like, a, a crazy thing for them to undertake like joe yeah. is so quick and so accurate and so just he's like so good and he's getting better with every book yeah. that he does i hate those know? guys i hate those guys no <laughs> just kidding. you know i hear that from a lot of guys that say that they're like you know they just they but, just sneeze you know. talent right <laughs> yeah yeah joe's an immense talent and i'm happy to be working with him and we're already i'm already writing the script for the second book Yes. which is going to be a Draco knuckle duster focus story. Yeah. Um, and star killer is going to be in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just building out this universe and uh, yeah, I'm real excited to do it. So yeah. what were some of the uh, like, cause we mentioned star Wars, but when I read this mm-hmm. book, it also feels like there's some other, 
other things that uh, like brought this together because it's like a darker world than Star Wars, of course. But what were some yeah. of the themes that really influenced you while while writing this? Because it's like you said, at first this was a toy line you didn't think would be a comic. So what really built this world for you? There's a lot of like horror elements in it. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I wanted to make it kind of a darker, more violent, but still like kind of PG-13. You know, there's not a lot of swearing in it or anything like that. And, um, you know, I introduced the the child character to kind of soften Starkiller up and show a different side of him and, uh, you know, reach back, give him some humanity, mm-hmm. showing that he yeah. wasn't always yeah. this like grotesque, you know, skeleton creature. And, uh, you know, a lot of that comes from me having kids. And, uh, you know, I think everybody in, uh, you know, whether it could be like, you know, like I, for example, like the Mandalorian, let's say like this guy, and then he's got this little baby that he's carrying around, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it was kind of that like duality that I really mm-hmm. wanted to play with. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that influenced it. The, the, the black cauldron specifically, I know I had said that before, but um, a lot of the story is uh, kind of parallels that with the black cauldron and, and that it can raise an army of the mm-hmm. dead, like the crypto crystalline stone, while there's i've heard people make peril like uh um sim, they've made comparisons to it of being like um those uh infinity stones from marvel oh, yeah. and that was like the furthest thing from my <laughs> mind when i was thinking about it um it was always like that there was this one thing that you know had been broken up into many pieces and that mm. was spread across this vast universe but then as it was being put together it could be you know used to uh, raise an army of the dead that is universe-wide versus being just like specific to this one place you know like wherever and i don't want to give away too much of it but you know once star killer reaches his like full potential he'll be able Mm -hmm. to like you know do kind of like where he can wherever he's at who's ever died in that vicinity like he's going to be able to utilize them in some way oh wow you know? yeah so there's just that. like some things that i'm working on that you know i think that are going to be pretty cool that um you know that i didn't even think about when it was just in the toy line and that you know given this opportunity to kind of tell the broader story of it yeah all yeah is, is uh something that's really fun so do you feel like, like, let's go off of that a little bit. Do you feel like, uh, uh, because, you know, the toy line is its thing and then now it's growing into this bigger story now, you feel like, like you're going to, you're, you have this, 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 like you said, broader, uh, uh, spectrum of what this could be now. Now, mm-hmm. now it's not just a toy line where you're just making, you know, giving little, little, uh, a background story on the back of a card. Now it's this huge story in this big world right. that you're building now. And it, and it's growing into this big, vast, you know, huge mm-hmm. thing now. Like um, with that though, the thing that it, even in the comic, we did like the flashback sequence mm-hmm. that yeah. that all breaks down the story that's in the back of the Phantom star killer toy. That okay. story. Yeah. I wrote that back in 2012 and all that happens over like three or four pages. So while I do have this vastness that I can kind of dance around, I yeah. still am adhering to this roadmap that I wrote yeah. years ago. 
So whereas it still all ties together and even, you know, a lot of it is all, it all, it's like, I have this roadmap and I, mm-hmm. there's multiple ways that I can drive, but I still am getting to the end of the same spot, you yeah, know? Yeah. So with, I see a ton of the, the figures behind you. Uh, is there, is there mm-hmm. one that you like particularly is your favorite that you've had uh, over the years? I mean, I, so like, I just had a few of the different things. So this is like the first version of it that I made nice. back in 2013. That's awesome. Man. I mean, these that hold a special place just because it's, you know, the original ones that I was making. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, some of the, these are the most recent ones that Super Seven just released. Yeah, like, I remember that one. Knuckle Duster. I remember that one yeah. launch, and that was a uh, about a month ago, right? On one of the last cons. Yeah, it was about a month ago. And then here's like the the first one that they did, Super Seven. I mean, like the classic colors, I guess, are the ones that that uh, are the most special, yeah. I suppose, because these are the one like when he Star Killers in his orange outfit, yeah. Knuckle Dusters in his purple and yellow. Like yeah. those are the classic colors that, like, say if I'm making a cartoon, like that's what they would be, yeah. and they wouldn't. And uh, I mean, what's what's fun, and we did it with the the comic as well with the like towards the end he goes mm-hmm. like glow in the dark yeah or you know once that. he touches the stones like that's was a way to have these colorways that we've already done and that are already sort of established mm-hmm. tie into the story you know whereas mm-hmm. when he touches this stone like he goes glows and that's mm-hmm. like the toy that you know that he's using that power or whatever or that that mm-hmm. stone has that power so some of you know, like this one that he's, he's uh like the newest Super 7 one where he's all glittery. Like yeah. that may be something that I play with in the next issue. Like, Ooh, if, nice. you know, he goes into like a cloak, like cosmic yeah. cloaking mode and just start gets all glittery or something. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it's cool to yeah. go back and forth and kind of grab things that I've done that I mm-hmm. had really no, like, I mean, I had some thought, you know, of what it was, but then to go back and be like, okay, this is something we've done. Mm-hmm even well, you know, three or four years ago, five years ago, sometimes I grab things and say, okay, I'm going to do this again. And it, it all just kind of fits back together. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So I want to talk a little bit about the book and, and, uh, and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, give us a little bit of the, the log line of the book and, and, uh, the premise of, of the story there a little bit before we talk about it. Okay, cool. So at the beginning of the book, he gets an incoming, like, message from count draco knuckle duster who is star killer's like master and um he tells him that he has to go on a mission to go to a planet and find a stone and he flies down to this planet uh and i think it's cepheus six or four or something and then he (laughs) flies down there and then he uh is greeted by a at the entrance of a at the entrance of like an outer gate, he's greeted by a whole platoon of soldiers and he uh, jumps down and uh, starts cutting them up. And it's just a, he makes making his way to this pyramid that um, inside is where the stone is. So it's just a lot of, I don't want to give, I don't want you giving too much of the story away because I want everybody to, no you're good you're good i don't i don't don't want everybody to to get too much of the story from us right here so i want because i want them to go 
grab these books. Yeah, I do too. I want people to read it. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, yeah, you have all these great elements in, in the book here. You, you have a, a character who definitely feels like he's like this, this evil entity almost. But, but like you said earlier, uh, there's, yeah. there's a, there's something there that kind of softens him up and makes him a little bit more human, human. And, and, yeah. And I love that when I was reading this, I, I I wanted to immediately almost hate him, right? Because you know that's what it was in the beginning of the book when you read read this book and you you're you're like this guy's yeah, kind of a exactly. this guy's kind of a d bag, but then you go through the and you start to see a transition to where he feels a little bit more human, even though he's this skeleton creature, you know, this ghoul yeah. ghost warrior, so. Uh, I, I was just like, oh man, this is this is a, it's got all the elements of something that is all up my alley because I'm all about this this sci-fi type stuff, and I obviously I love Star Wars, and I love this kind of stuff. So it was all for me, dude. When I read this, and I was like, yes. And then you you pair it with with uh, Schmalky's, uh artwork, and then the the colors and and the and the feel of these like yeah. old school kind of comic yeah. books, man. Like yeah. it was that, was that uh, always like a plan oh, yeah. to keep it looking like oh, that yeah. old school, old type style. Oh yeah. Like uh, the majority of the, like I have a lot of comics from when I was a kid, but the majority of my comic collection, I'm looking at a stack of them right now yeah. are from like the sixties. Like my uncle, he had a huge comic book collection. And then uh -huh. when he, turned 18 he moved to arizona coincidentally where you guys are at <laughs> and he moved to phoenix and he's yeah. never came back and wow. so when my grandma passed or my grandma before she passed away but she gave me hundreds and hundreds of books from the late 50s early 60s and i just have always loved the way that those books looked and the feel of them i'm you know and um so a lot of the whole concept for me was that it be like this long lost more bronze than silver, but yeah. like that, like an older book that was made around the time as these things that I'm kind of playing off of that were inspirational to me that, it, mm -hmm. you know, had it been at the height of popularity back at when Star Wars and Master Universe and all that was around, like this came out as like a weird mix up bootleg thing yeah. out of you know, left field from China or something, you know, right. and they made this thing and then, or whatever, you know, just that it was like this weird thing that was made back then. Well, I mean, and that's huge now because a lot of the stuff that's uh, coming out now is paying like homage to like the old school style. I mean, especially when yeah, you're talking sure. like Mandalorian now, like Westerns and all that uh, yeah. is, is huge in everything. Yeah. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about uh, you, you're affiliated with tracker, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm the CEO of Tracker. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that because because obviously yeah. you guys are partnering with with uh, Scout and you guys are going to be doing some yeah. amazing stuff uh, coming out of that. So so talk to us a little bit about about what you guys got. I mean, cool. obviously you guys may not have uh, you not, may not be able to say a whole heck of a I, lot. I can tell you a bunch. Yeah, I'll let us know. <laughs> let so, us know what you guys got coming in down the pipeline. Yeah, you hear it from the horse's mouth, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> me and James Hake and Don Hanfield and Joe Schmelke all kind of have partnered up to make this uh, 
company tracker that's going to be essentially like a sister company to Scout Comics. And the idea is for it to be kind of the toy biz to their Marvel, where we have exclusive rights to manufacture toys and collectibles with all the IP that Scout currently has publishing and multimedia and merchandise deals with um, and make action figures and toys and collectibles. So we're launching right now, we're working on a line of six action figures that are going to be all scouts top titles, you know, uh, characters from that, from their top titles. And um, yeah, just make, plushes and toys and vinyl toys and all different types of things that that I think um you know the fans need from some of these books that they're yeah. you know yes. excited about mm-hmm. definitely man so, so can so you give yeah. us uh some insight to what some of those uh are coming of those six yeah so so we're going to be doing a gut ghost figure oh, we're going to be doing a comic book version of Phantom Star Killer that looks just like it leapt off the page nice. from the comic books. We're gonna be doing Metal Shark Bro. Oh, we're gonna be doing wow. Julius Black. Yeah, nice. We're gonna be doing a character from the mall. Okay. Ooh. Um, I think I feel like I'm leaving out a couple, but there's there's more to come. Yeah, I mean we're gonna be doing multiple waves of figures that yeah. that uh, that'll all come out you know in multiple colorways and all types of things featuring art from the comic books and yeah everything come with mini books come with all types of stuff that's all there's there's so many different characters that i could think of uh that that i need a figure of man like run run, uh uh, fan uh star bastard i need a loggerhead i need a loggerhead uh, figure too man like there's tons of scout as uh, i've said before my son wants a loggerhead plushie still (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah man so i don't know if that's us dropping little hints there but yeah, <laughs> yeah man we need all these things dude the uh we we've we've been waiting for this stuff nice and i i'm i'm wait i'm excited for that man that's that's a really cool yeah. one all right man uh you know we are uh, john do you have anything else to to ask well i think i think i also wanted to ask because uh yeah. on top of the tracker phantom star killer out coming out but phantom star killer is also a part of the uh black caravan uh yeah. line so is there is there going to be a connection with any of the other titles in that line or is that just kind of just part of the universe right now um we've talked about doing some crossover stuff um but nothing at the moment is in development. Okay. Just a, just a possibility kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we've definitely talked about it. It's just getting it going, you know? Yeah. It's always one of those things, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right, man. Uh, John, do you got anything else? I mean, we could probably sit here all day and keep talking about figures and stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. We, we've got so much, dude. I got to tell you though. Uh, I was all over Phantom star killer before. And, and the moment that I read it, I'm I'm all in, man. I can't wait for uh for Draco Nuggle Duster. That one that one's gonna be good. I wanted I as soon as I read the book and he he came out of there and on that one page when you when he introduced him into the book, I was like, I need to know more. I need to know what the heck oh, yeah. this guy's about. I need to know. I want more Phantom Star Killer. I I need to know about his his, his origins and what he was all about. We got a little bit of it. 
I need more. Oh, yeah. I need more, man. So <laughs> believe me, we're, I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, I've man. Got, I've got stuff outlined from so many books, man. It's Great. gonna be wild. Hopefully, they'll let me keep making them. You know, <laughs> oh. as long as they'll keep letting me make them, I'm gonna do them. With how oh, successful yeah. we've talked about, Phantom Star Killer was because not only did they sell out of the first printing, they've sold out of a ton of the variants already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it'll be that hard to convince them. <laughs> no, and then we got this one coming too. Yeah, yep, there it is. Second printing on the second printing. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I I stress. Remember, we we've told our listeners, dude. If we tell you guys to get a book from Scout, you got to do it as you got to pre-order it because these ones are killing it right now, and they're they're selling out real quick. So if they don't do it, man, well, you got you lost your chance because. There, there's. I mean, I got my hands on a handful of them. I got my hands on a on a secret VHS on the gold, glow in the dark. Like, yeah. you got to do it early. You got to do it early, cause or else uh, you're gonna miss out. I, I do have one more question. Are we gonna? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we got that secret VHS. Are we gonna see something? Something like that for for the knuckle duster books. Something, some secret. I mean, you made okay. All right, I'll, that's that's the answer right there, man. That's yeah. the answer. Right. There. That's well, all. That's all maybe, I need. That's maybe. that's all I need, man. <laughs> all right, dude. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. Yeah, we don't we don't want to we don't want to keep you too long. Um, you got to get back to working on those awesome books, dude, and, and all those figures. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right, uh, John. Will you please see us out? And as always, Scout is what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.